welcome. You are listening to Zeal Fear House. I am your host, David Murray, and I'm joined with Dorothy Carruthers. Her focus here is on our relationship with our Heavenly Dad and all aspects of His kingdom, moving in greater intimacy with Him. Additional teachings, books, and articles may be found on my website at www.dwmurray.com. That's dwmurry.com. Again, thanks for joining us, and let's get rolling with this week's broadcast. Good evening. Thank you for going, uh, for uh, joining us on Blog Talk Radio. This is Zeal for Your House. Uh, my name is David Murray, and I'm doing, joined with Dorothy Carruthers. Dorothy, how are you doing? I've been uh, I have been off the grid for uh, for the summer and for a little bit into the fall. How are you? I'm doing okay, but notice I did not nag you this time. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. You were wonderful. And for for those of you tuning in or tuning in later on, Dorothy is an amazing friend and sister of mine, and she understands when God takes me through different seasons, and um, she's always very supportive. And this uh, this past summer, the Lord had me uh, really pull back and withdraw, uh, spend a lot of time ministering to our children this summer, and really get his mind on what's going on for the fall and as 2019 close out. And uh, just recently, the Lord started listening on my heart to, uh, to get back on the air and to start teaching a little bit more on my blog. So uh, that's what we're doing. I'm very excited. I have missed you all. I have missed the feedback. I have missed pouring into the body of Christ. And um, tonight's going to be a little bit of, an, of, of just an entree to pick things back up. As we head into the last couple of months of this year, um, you know, once again, there's things that um, that uh, we need to get more light on, and that we need to understand, and um, and I hope to share that tonight. Um, tonight, what we're going to be talking about is some you know kingdom insights, prophetic insights, uh, whatever you want to call it. Right? Really, it's just you know Father sharing uh, His heart with us. So I'm actually going to do something that I really do because I try to live out a prayerful life, but I want to just take some time and just really just cover this evening and cover the words and cover all of you brothers and sisters that are tuning in. So Heavenly Father, I thank you that your word rings pure. I thank you, Lord God, for your hope, your love, your joy, that your calling to your children rings true through this message tonight, that it whets our appetite, that it gives us a greater hunger for you and to move in the fullness of of what you have invited us into through the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your unconditional love and acceptance, your long-suffering and your tenderness, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. So tonight, guys, what I want to talk about a little bit is um, Kingdom Insights. We talked just before, shortly before I took a break off of the air, um, we talked about, you know, part one, what is Father doing in this hour? And we address that he is, he is moving on. He's doing different things in the body of Christ, and the body of Christ is meant to prepare. I kind of want to pick up with that a little bit. Uh, and so what I want to talk about a little bit, and we're going to go into details over the following weeks, um, what I really have been led to start ministering on is giving the meat of the word, of uh, getting into 
um, the word of God for those that are that are hungry. I have watched in the last, I don't know, four or five years, um, an ebb and flow in the body of Christ. That one of the things that I see is that we get hungry for things, but then we get the word says that hope deferred or a confident expectation deferred makes a heart sick. And for many of us, we've been really hanging on out of hurt and woundings, really just hoping God will come because we're really just wounded and hurt. And many of us have really been beaten up. And there's a legitimate reason why we just want the Lord to come back. Uh, but even though I am absolutely looking forward to his return, the word of God makes it clear that we're meant to live a life of abundance and peace, that we're meant to live a life of joy that we're meant to live seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You know, when we look at the dark times around us, we have to remember, guys, that in the first, second, and third century, Christians were being tortured to death. And the more they were tortured to death, the more the gospel, the good news spread, until the entire Roman Empire officially adopted Christianity as its official belief. It's just official religion. Uh, we just have to step back and get some historical perspective. As dark as things are here, um, we haven't faced what many of our brothers and sisters are facing across the nation, across the, the world, the globe right now. We are not being hunted down and tortured. We are living in a free land that does not know Christ. The United States um, no longer has the body of Christ governing her actions. The body of Christ has abdicated our position to be a light to this nation and to lead this nation according to the principles of the constitution. And instead of us being excited and repenting and sharing that good news, for many of us, we've gotten hurt from other members of the body of Christ. We've gotten disillusioned with different messages that have taken place in the last 10, 20, 30 years. And um, we've kind of left and we're living in a, a lot of isolation or we're living in a lot of anger and bitterness and unforgiveness. And, and so for the last really four years, the Lord has been inviting the body of Christ to heal. And I've spent the last four years teaching different aspects of what it means to be a child of God. Because the call that has been going out the last several years of the body of Christ is that there was time. And in this time, we're meant to heal, mature, grow up into eldership. And to begin to go back into the body of Christ and reconcile and heal in all its different various forms. I'm not talking about going into a specific place. I'm talking about believers gathering together and us begin praying for the lost and begin redeeming the call on this nation. This nation is called to evangelize the world. And for those that say that this nation is Babylon, are, you know, the nation itself the, the laws that govern this nation have drifted from its constitutional mooring. But this nation, the body of Christ, the active brothers and sisters in this nation, send out more missionaries than the top four countries across the world combined. That's a statistical fact. So for those that like to say this nation is Babylon, there is a body of Christ actively working, fulfilling the call in this nation. There is finance and resources, freedom to move and to send Bibles and resources and the true gospel all over this world. And if that makes us angry, 
guys, we have to look at what's the agenda on our heart because chances are we're in unforgiveness and we need to repent. Now, I've shared in, in different ways God's love, his wooing, his calling us to repent. A lot of people use the word repentance. Guys, if we don't talk about turning, the word repent means to turn. It doesn't mean to feel sorry for yourself or to throw ashes on yourself. It means to change a course of action that starts with your thinking. So if we turn something, we have to turn towards something else. So when we hear people saying it's time to repent, if they don't tell us, if they're not giving us direction, this is an immature word. doesn't mean it's a false word. It means it's an incomplete word. And guys, what Father has been calling us to is to turn from our wounds, our hurts, and our pains, and to begin picking up the privilege of walking in intimacy with him. And for some of us, what we've been doing is we just continue to pick up self-righteousness. We continue to be angry, and we, we're, we're throwing around terms and things that really are hiding us from our own pain. And so where does that fit into where we are right now? Um, well, you know, we've seen past presidents are the Antichrist. Um, the current pope is not the Antichrist. Uh, the nation is still here. The economy hasn't collapsed. There has not been World War III yet with Korea. Um, there hasn't been, a, you know, um, martial law declared yet. Um, the harbingers, which were true signs from the Lord, were not designed to bring a total collapse. Uh, the body of Christ has not been praying for repentance in that. Uh, it wasn't because we all got together and prayed for mercy because we love the lost and want more time to evangelize. By and large, there's very few Christians I heard reached out and said, I've been praying for more time so that I could win more souls to Christ. And guys, if we fall into that, we don't got to beat ourselves up. We just got to make the adjustment. There's good news coming in this hour. And I, I've watched as a lot of people continue to turn, brothers and sisters, turn toward things that tickle our ears. We want to talk about aliens and demons and conspiracies more than we want to talk about how we can grow in intimacy with Christ. And that's okay. It's, uh, we're not here to judge one another. What I am here, my small part in the body of Christ, my job is to point us as a family back to the Father's heart for greater intimacy. That's just my small call. We all have different places in the body of Christ. The Word of God tells us that. One spirit, different giftings, one body. My job <laughs> is to point out where we are a couple of degrees, or in some cases many degrees, off-center with true north to Father's heart. And I've done my best and faithful in these last several years to do that. I write on it. Um, the book I wrote is about how to grow in our relationship by healing, by changing our thinking, called The Mind of Christ, how to feel, think, and see what's, on it, what's, what's flowing from his heart. So, guys, where are we at right now? What is Father doing? Guys, there, in the word of God, there, there has been difference. Let's address this. What is Father doing? Let's go back a little bit. The Bible, the word of God, is progressive revelation. The Old Testament points to Jesus. The epistles point to Jesus. The Gospels is the Word made flesh dwelt among us to show us the perfect image of our Heavenly Father. If we ever get confused, go into the Gospels and look at it pointing to the redemption of mankind. Many of us go into the Gospels and we read and we like to read about the law. And we are always stuck in the law because the law can really help us feel good about ourselves and self-righteousness. 
But if we do not understand that our righteousness comes from the blood of Jesus, right? 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, He made him who had no sin to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God. How are we made the righteousness of Christ? By receiving his gift of righteousness. He took our sin so that we can stand righteous in God's eyes. Colossians 1.21, you were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, but now he has reconciled you in the body through his flesh, through death, to present you holy and blameless and unaccusable in his sight. Uh, and the scriptures go on and on, guys. The whole New Testament expounds on the earth ministry of Jesus that was fulfilled with the resurrection. And that's great news, guys. What Father is doing in this hour is he is moving the church to a place we have never been since prior to the Reformation. We are in a new epoch. I used to think the word was epoch years ago. When God first showed me that, that name, I never heard of the term before, and he wrote it across the sky, and I thought it was pronounced uh, epoch. <laughs> it's epic, E-P-O-C-H. And we have entered in a new epic in church history. Now, the, the scriptures make it clear that the church age is the age in which the Holy Spirit dwells within the believer. So the church age will be here until the church is raptured. I'm not going to get into the timing of that. It's incidental. It, doesn't, it does not play into what God is doing right now, precept upon precept of the body of Christ. What he is doing is he has called the church, the body, the living bride, to completely remove the old wineskins. He has already moved us. We are transitioned into new wineskins. What does this mean? It means for the past 500 years, since the gospel of salvation started with the Reformation, with Tyndale, with Wycliffe, with John Huss, with um, Martin Luther, with the, the original reformers that many of them died to bring forth the gospel and the written word. There has been grace. God has allowed us to operate under a religious system that is short of how things are meant to operate by the kingdom. The religious system fell short of how the first century church operated. We're not going back to first century. We were always meant to continue to evolve to maturity, to the full nature and stature of Jesus Christ. And what he is doing is he, the grace, the permissive will in which he is going to operate and has operated in the religious system. And there's many well-intentioned people that have operated under that system. The grace is lifted from that. That doesn't mean he doesn't love us. It doesn't mean he will abandon us or leave us. It doesn't, that's all that's nonsense, guys. That's based upon anger and an and a, and a inaccurate gospel. It means he's no longer working there. He won't ever leave us. We still have the Holy Spirit. He will still move through us wherever we're willing. But where he is moving is with the new blueprint. New wine and new wineskins. He has saved the best wine for last. So for those 
in a religious system based upon rules of man and based upon a hierarchy, titles and idols in our heart, he's moved on. For those that left that institutional church but that have not allowed him to deal with our hurts and wounds and our pain and our hatred for any type of eldership or submission to any type of godly authority, the first century church had authority. There is a, the, the kingdom operates with law and order. It's just not based upon pride. It's not based upon building one's own self-worth. And we're going to get into that in the weeks to come, guys. There is a biblical, spiritual kingdom eldership. Right? The Bible talks about, right, in Revelation, the 24 elders are sat around thrown through their crowns at his feet. 24 elders. There are elders in heaven. There are elders in the body of Christ. There are mature believers in the body of Christ. The epistles make that very clear. Jesus spoke about these things. It's just the way that we've done it has been corrupted. We use it to validate our own worth. But for many of us that have left that institutional system, we refuse to heal. We refuse to, to embrace kingdom discipleship, eldership, authority, leadership, and servitude. We're angry. We've become bitter in spirit. Guys, the Lord has moved on. He will love you. He will love you and he will love us, the church, corporately and individually until the day we die and are reunited with him. But we are at a crossroads now. He has moved out of the desert. He is moving into the end times lost. He is moving with the end times church. And we can stay with him and die in the desert alone and hurt and angry and bitter. Or we can die in a religious institutional system that feeds our self-worth and our insecurity and our own following. But he is moved on. So what's this about, guys? This is actually going to be really short. This is just an entree. He is calling for a spiritual inventory for every one of us, myself included. I've been fasting uh, for about the past 10 days. Me and a very close friend, uh, friend and brother of mine, uh, Benjamin Baruch, he and I have been fasting the last couple of weeks. Um, I broke fast, and I'll be going back on it again. Um, and I'll be fasting throughout the rest of this week as well on behalf of the body of Christ and, and to get more clarity on some things. And we all, myself included, need to seek the face of God of how to prepare our hearts. Where, he's, where, is he, where is he saying, David, you've given these things to me. I want to deal with you with this area of your heart. David, I, I'm very blessed. I've been able to have life released to you in this area. Now I want to move on to this area. He is always looking to build intimacy. The outflow of intimacy is we have greater sphere of influence and we begin to, to grow into more maturity. And then he wants to begin bringing us into, into fellowship with other believers. He wants us to train other believers in righteousness, in understanding our identity is in his love alone. Um, so he's asking us, to take a spiritual inventory. Where are we at? Guys, there is a rise of true, clear, prophetic voices that 
are already walking out of the desert. They are walking toward quote-unquote civilization. They will come across your paths. They will be a clarion call. They will begin to point the way back to the throne room. They're not going to be talking about end times destruction because judgment begins with the household of God, the scriptures say. And Father is saying it's time for us to get our house in order. The true remnant are being called who will heal, who will pick up the gospel, and who are willing to die for the sake of sharing the good news. If we are not willing to do that, we are not one of the remnant. And we really need to get a proper perspective on this nation. We, we are not being tortured in this nation. Parts of China, yes. Korea, yes. Parts of Africa, yes. Yep. In the Arab nations, you're a Christian, or surrounded by Muslims, yeah, they're torturing you. Right now. United States, no. There is a body of Christ that is sending out missionaries all over the world to strengthen them. And I have um, pretty good ties with Voice of the Martyrs. And uh, we support them regularly, and not too long ago, uh, last year, year and a half ago maybe, um, we had one of them come out and share with us and, and give demonstrations and, and share and help keep us on the pulse of what's going on all over the world and where he ministers all over the world. And there's Christians being tortured, guys. We're not here in the United States. We need to stop being so quick to say this is Babylon. If it's Babylon, it's because the church has allowed it. The United States is called to be a mission to the world. And it is being guided or not guided by the body of Christ because we dropped the ball, guys. We were meant to heal and come out of the desert as John the Baptist and teach in the power and the spirit of Elijah to draw those that are still in the religious system so that we would heal and then begin ministering with signs following, according to Matthew 28. And the Lord is calling that old ways are gone, whether we're in the institutional system or whether we're out in the desert. He's gone. He's broken camp. It has already taken place. And there are a remnant of people that will begin picking up this message. They will be true prophets. I mean, true people that walk in the Ephesians 6 calling to speak the things that are on Father's heart in this hour. And he's calling the body of Christ to turn from the idols of our heart, whether it's the idolatry of anger, the idolatry of self-righteousness, the idolatry of hating the lost. When Jesus said that a righteous man, scarcely will one die for a righteous man, but when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He is calling us to account in the same way that Job stood before the whirlwind the Lord is calling the church before his whirlwind. We are to give it an account. Guys, there is a major correction. And this is love. This is love. I'm sorry, I usually pause more. I haven't come up for air. <laughs> I just, it's been burning on my heart now all summer. I'll slow down. Guys, he is, he is calling in his love for a major correction. The body of Christ is beginning to experience the loving discipline of the Lord. The lost will just reap partnering with Satan. They're lost. They're waiting for the church to wake up. They're waiting for the church. They're waiting for us. 
The Bible says that all of earth itself groans for the sons of God to be revealed. If the earth groans for the sons of God to be revealed, how much more so will the lost that know they're missing something, that know that they're not satisfied? Guys, when a person turns to drugs, alcohol, money, sex, pornography, shopping, anger, it's because they're searching for something to fill a hole in their heart. Only the church has the answer. But if we're not living it, we can only give what we have. That's what Paul said in Acts 3, such as I have, I give. Jesus said, Matthew 10, 8, freely you have received, freely give. So it's time, guys. Correction's a good thing. If we're afraid of correction, it's because we've been listening to false teachings or perverted teachings about the nature of our heavenly dad. I'm not afraid of Father's correction. I welcome it because it produces righteousness in my heart. It produces freedom. It sets me free of bondages. When I have sin in thought, in deed, in action, in intention, uh, I welcome it. I tell the Lord all the time, Father, judge my heart. People get scared. You can't say that. Yeah, I can because the scriptures say Jesus took all the wrath of sin. So I'm not under the wrath of God. I'm under his loving hand of correction. I welcome it. What son or daughter would not want to be instructed by their loving father? Show me if I'm doing something wrong here. Why do I keep skinning my knee? Why do I keep breaking my bones? Guys, there's a lot of things. We, we've lost a lot of time. We no longer have that time to lose. God has moved on. He is calling us in his love to account. The church as a whole will not respond. He has made that very clear to me. The church as a whole will not respond. He is bringing his whirlwind to the church first, not the lost. Anyone who's saying it's coming to the lost is out of sync with the timing of God. They are immature in their prophetic words. And if they're not calling prophetic words, they need to say they don't have the timing of God. We need to man up and begin being accountable for the words we speak. Under the institutional system, at least we had accountability with one another. Today, there's no accountability. Everyone says whatever they want with impunity. Doesn't happen, just move on. Just move on to the next thing. Guys, he is calling the body of Christ to stand before him and give an account. It's love. Discipline is never fun, the scriptures say. But it's love, guys. He's going to begin setting things in motion in our lives that are meant to, to offer us the opportunity to turn to him and say, Lord, I want to pick up your love as my identity. Lord, I get it. Okay, I'm done with striving for myself. I'm done with my own religious self-righteousness. I'm done with the fear and the anxiety and the uncertainty. Yes, Lord, reveal to me your goodness. Give me a revelation of your love. Guys, when we, when we come to that place, the correction, his hand of correction has, has performed its purpose, and he will begin lifting up our countenance. He will begin transforming us to look like Jesus. Do we look like love and holiness? Guys, holiness is to be in the same nature of God. If we're filled with hatred toward the lost, when Jesus died for the lost, we're not holy. Holiness is not about action. 
It's not about whether we smoke or drink or have high cholesterol or blood pressure. Those are byproducts of living in love and unity with Christ. That's what produces holiness. Guys, it's a challenging word. It's a good word. It's not a common word. And I'm nothing special, guys. That's what makes this so awesome. Guys, I'm nothing special. We're all in this together. I want no following. I want to point all of us, myself included, and my family, to greater intimacy with our Savior and our Father, and to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit confirm the words what's on Father's heart more clearly. I want to love the lost more. I want to go to more streams. Those of you who read my, read my blog or tune in up to me here, I love healing strangers. I love healing people I know. Peter said, such as I have, I give to you. Peter had healing because he was in Christ. That's not pride. Pride is to find worth apart from the gift of the blood of Jesus. So, um, in summary here, the Lord is calling us to prepare, to gird ourselves up, to stand before him. Because, guys, long before he comes in his return, he's going to be dealing with us right now in the privacy, in the security, in the quietness of our own quiet walk and daily life with him. We are standing before him. And it's nothing to be afraid of. But it is serious. Right? The scriptures say, dude, to be, to be filled with joy but be sober-minded. Isn't that funny? Right? We know the scriptures don't, don't contradict each other. There are different aspects of the kingdom. You know, some people that know me, they, they know me, they say, I'm just a goof. Right? Believe it or not, <laughs> I, argue, I, I amuse myself all the time, guys. For other people, they just know me. Wow, you're, just, you're kind of serious, David. You always have this faraway look in your eyes. Your eyes are always just slightly teary. Guys, we're to be filled with joy. Jesus says that our joy may be whole, and yet to be sober-minded because the days are short and full of evil. So these are aspects of the kingdom that flow in us at the same time all the time. This is a good season. It's a serious season. But it's an invitation to really get set free of some things that have plagued us our whole lives. Um, there's some exciting things coming upon this nation, upon this body of Christ. What, what new wine and new wineskins look like, we haven't seen anything yet. There's some exciting times coming. And, and we'll talk more about this. Uh, in the weeks to come, we're going to be talking about eldership, leadership, about gifts. We're going to be revisiting some things I haven't talked and t- taught on in three, four, five years. Uh, and we're going to get into that. So, so just to tonight, for those tuning in, please, guys, if you know any Christians, and we should, if we don't, go to a street corner and go bring someone to Christ. It's not so hard. And say, oh, the world doesn't want Christ. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a, a lie that we're being spoken to that comes from bitterness of soul. The lost are hungry. You were hungry when you were lost. You know, I live in New York, which is, um, well, I'll speak candidly, it's a high seat of Satan. You know, um, there's some other states that are. What do I mean by that? I won't get into all that. Um, there, there are serious demonic strongholds that are here. I go toe-to-toe with them all the time, and so do many of my friends. 
Um, is that pride? Is it arrogance? No, it's my place as the body of Christ is to dispel darkness by releasing the lamp. Jesus says no one takes a lamp and puts it under a bowl, right? We're the light. So in New York, where there is so much darkness, we're called to be light. And I, as much as I can't stand the evil that's in New York, I love being here because I love setting people free. There are many, many people that are coming to Christ here in New York. So any living outside of New York that say, well, you know, there's no light, the church doesn't want it, that's a lie from Satan. I see people one to Christ every week. I'm not exaggerating. Every week I get testimonies from my friends. And I win people to Christ fairly regularly. I minister to them in street corners. We follow up. We exchange phone calls. We text. Um, it's the commission. It's normal Christianity. There's nothing special. There's nothing to brag about. That's to, to say we're bragging about that. Is we're so far removed from understanding our, our natural place, our natural calling. I'm saying this, guys, to encourage us. We have been deceived by bitter teachings. Bitterness has been sown into much of our heart. And it's just time to, it's time to cast off the grave clothes. It's exciting. The best is yet to come, guys. The best is yet to come. The scriptures say that in the end times, the light will shine in the darkness. That kings will come to the light of your glory. That's a time that hasn't yet come yet. Anyway, so that's it tonight. I'm going to keep this a little bit short. We're going to get into some more of these things. Um, I will continue to faithfully as Father leads. Um, I do not share things right away. I sit on things sometimes for decades. Um, the time is getting short, so some things that, I, that Father and I have talked about are starting to come forth now. And, and um, some things that I've been sitting on um, from last year and from the beginning of this year, I'm, I'm, I, I share whenever I feel Father leads upon my heart to share. I love you guys whether you agree with me or not. But if this pricks on your heart, guys, please share it. Please, please share it. Go to my website, dwmurray.com. You know, there's scriptures there. There's teachings. There's balance. If you, to those of you that have tuned in, you know I am not about living for oneself. I am not about looking for excuses to sin. That does not interest me at all. I am interested in laying my head on the, the bosom of Jesus Christ. So please, um, you know, I, sometimes I'll get feedback. David, it sounds like you're, you're all about, you know, sloppy living. No, no. Go to my website, please. Um, there's no offerings to be taken up there. It's a free website. I share on, on Blog Talk. I share on my website. And, and just let us be edified by one another. Let us just grow up with one another and meditate on this. And let's keep going, guys. We'll have more to come. And um, I'm going to close this out. Dorothy, I know that uh, a brother of mine was, was considering calling in. Is anybody calling in on the line? No, no, it's no one. Nobody's uh, listening by calling in. So okay. okay, he said he didn't well, often make it while we were live. So you know, got it. Well, it's tough. I know it's a Friday night, and guys, um, Dorothy and I may switch to this to another night. We may switch to Thursday nights. Um, I'm praying about that. I have a lot of moving parts, but the the main. Um, the main passion is to get on the air and to be able to share and teach and continue to instruct for those that, that those of you that, that um, are ministered to by this time. And that's all. For those of you that um, 
that don't, God bless you. I love you all. I pray and intercede for the body of Christ and for this generation and for the lost and for this nation um, all the time. And so I love you guys. God bless you. Dorothy, it is always an honor and a privilege not just to call you sister and friend, but to have opened up this forum for me to share some of the things and be able to pass on some information and teaching to the body of Christ. So thank you, Dorothy, as always. You're welcome, as always. Well, Dorothy, you are wonderful extra music. Uh, I'm sorry, Dorothy, you were going to say something? No, I just said you, your teachings are always a blessing. Oh, gee whiz, Dorothy. Thank you for your encouragement all the time. <laughs> you have a wonderful night, Dorothy. I'll, I'll call you after we're off the air. Uh, God bless you all. Have a great night. And Dorothy, cue extra music. Okay. Good night, everybody. Fear House. I'm David Murray and I'm joined with Dorothy Carruthers. We were hope that you were blessed by this week's broadcast. Again, if this was your first time, please stop by my website at www.dwmurray.com. That's dwmurry.com for additional teachings and insights. God bless you and until next time, please dare to accept the fact that your heavenly dad loves you deeply. Thank you.